Hey guys, so in today's podcast, I want to talk about home ownership, how you can own a home in your 20s. Now, today's topic is a little bit different from my typical banter, but I'm going to be talking about my business course that I'm taking and how it's helped me. So I want to do a quick disclaimer. I know this is different from our usual face-to-face podcasts, but I just wanted to say So quick disclaimer, I did just audio because I wanted you all to really hear the message. All right, let's get into it. So my thoughts on this section. So as a 22-year-old in home ownership, is it really in my realm? So going into it, I first thought, no, I'm not buying a home. Like I just graduated college, what, a month ago? You know what I mean? And like any job I potentially get, I'll be getting not minimum wage, but I won't be making the big bucks just yet, you know, starting out. And like if I do make some sort of like little monies, I'd probably be putting that toward an apartment or something like that's typically what somebody my age range would be looking to do is like buying an apartment. So like home ownership was never really an idea, especially at a young age. But really, you know, after taking my course, I realized the younger you're you're in the game, the better because you're just one year ahead of everybody else. That's one less year in the future of you paying somebody money or whatever. So like they're basically reiterating like why it's better to to buy instead of renting young. You know what I mean? Because like the stigma is at least for me, I don't want to lock myself into something so permanent. You know, I don't want to have such a big commitment because like people our age, you know, we don't really like committing to things. We like to, you know, be absent flow, loosey goosey. My feelings can change one day versus another. But yeah, we're like that. But we also don't want to be stupid and, you know, get it like basically be done with our money we don't want to be done with our money we don't want to be make mistakes that our parents made you know what i mean stupid was kind of harsh but yeah we just don't want to make money mistakes like you don't want to be a sucker you know nobody wants to be a sucker no one wants to be taken advantage of nobody wants to be looking like a fool pretty much and literally guys i hate to break it to you when you're renting you're kind of a fool because it's like Person A has been renting for, I don't know, two, three years. And person B has been paying off their home for two, three years. Who's in a better position at year four? Person A or person B? Person A. No, no, no. Person B. Person B is in a better position. The homeowner. The home. I'm going to just say homeowner and renter because if I say A and B, I'm going to confuse myself. But yeah. The what's it called? The homeowner is in a better position because they've paid off their house for three years. Now it's not fully paid off, but they've paid a significant amount off that house. And you know, when you take this course, you're gonna realize why they're in a way better position. I can't really give too much information on that. I got you guys gotta get the course, but they're gonna be in a significantly better position than the renter because when you're renting. You leave your apartment building and after all the money you've pumped into that apartment building, what do you have to show for as far as, you know, 
your like wealth and like you know savings and like what you own to your name like you have nothing to your name after that after leaving so you're looking like a fool you're foolish you know don't be a sucker guys like what you call it i know it's scary out here and we're just like i don't want to i don't want to make any mistakes with my money i don't I don't want to be taken advantage of, but literally when you're renting, you're being taken advantage of. Like, it's honestly crazy. Like, I rather just, I would tell people, just stay at home. You're better off just staying at home because if you're paying somebody else's rent or you're paying somebody else's mortgage, you're just looking like a fool. And I understand, you know, there's like certain cases where like people just have to leave home because like it's a bad situation at home. And it's just like not conducive to their mental health. You know, I fully understand that and like where they're coming from in that standpoint. So like for those people, I would tell them, even if you do rent, don't rent long term. Never rent somewhere more than a year, two at at most. By year two, you need to be looking to buy. You know what I mean? Because after two years of just pumping in money into somebody and then getting nothing to show for, you need to be looking to buy. And I know it sounds daunting, but just buy. And, and, and if, if you don't want to, if you don't want to, if you want to make it a little bit easier on you, you know, like if you want to make it a little bit easier on you and you're like, I don't want to make a big commitment, buy cheap. Don't, you know, yeah, you could afford a $200,000 house, but buy a $10,000 condo. You know, buy buy a hundred thousand dollar condo. You know, it's half the price. It's a little bit smaller, but you own it. You know what I mean? And it's not a huge commitment versus you really settling roots. Like I think all of our fear is like we don't want to settle roots somewhere that we don't see ourselves, God forbid, being there long term. You know what I mean? And I think that's really is like the young person plight because we're just like, I would like to have the option to like be able to bounce but i'm telling you guys having that option is going to set you back 10 times than your counterpart that bought the house and paid it off in 15 years is now living rent free for the rest of their life i learned that in the course guys i know what you're thinking like how does Mikhail know all this about money i literally learned this from the course people so you should probably take the course with me it's only 99 dollars, and i have a discount code but yeah to call it my thinking going into renting versus buying has totally changed since taking the course what you call it you can really do a lot with four thousand dollars or not four thousand dollars fourteen hundred dollars sorry you can really do a lot in the buying market now let me explain so apparently in the buying market let's go to zillow let's go to zillow you know what let's actually show you some real numbers so with fourteen hundred dollars you can get a three bedroom three bath one thousand five hundred and thirty eight square feet house in atlanta georgia for fourteen hundred dollars a month or you could rent for that same fourteen hundred a one bed two bath two and a half bath for 14 so you're only getting one bedroom that's like a ripoff you might as well just buy 
the three bedroom house for the same price you were paying for your rent. All right, let's keep looking at Zillow. Let's see what else we see. All right, cool. So like in Cleveland, Ohio, for $1,400, you could either rent a one bedroom apartment, two and a half bath, or you could get yourself a four bedroom, two bath, 1,214 square foot house. Holy smokes. That's not bad. Four bedrooms in Ohio? All right, I don't know what's in Ohio, but LeBron's from there, so that's that's cool. I know Dave Chappelle lives in Ohio. See, that's pretty good. So like, that just shows you, like, you could do a lot with that little 1400 you thought you had. You know what I mean? Like, when I saw that and, like, they were saying, like, how much you could really do with your money, it kind of just changed your whole scope. Like, really, like, my advice to you guys, you know, listening to the podcast, I would say if you have, like, $800... and you have a friend that also has $800, $900. I would say the two you guys, well, I don't know. I was going to say that I I was going to say the two you guys could go and buy a home together, but you don't really want to own a home with somebody else that can cause like drift. I would say somebody has to agree to buy the home and the other person agrees to live with that person as like a renter now it's not good that they're renting but if you guys are close then maybe you guys can make it work but all right let me give you another scenario all right so if you have eight hundred dollars and i don't know your girlfriend or wife has eight hundred dollars right put the eight hundred dollars together what is that like uh, you guys can do the math in your head over there too while i'm doing the math so that's sixteen hundred dollars both of you guys make $800. And we're going to be making significantly more than $800 a month. So that's just hypothetically speaking. So you have $1,600. $1, I always get hundreds and thousands mixed up. But you have $1,600. And now we're going to go on Zillow and we're just going to shop around. We're going to just see what we could buy. And we'll plug into Zillow because they have like a certain like editing feature where you can like plug in how much you want to spend a month. And then when you put in how much you want to spend a month and then go on Zillow and put not for rent, but to buy, they'll show you all the homes or pieces of land in your area, like your general area that you could literally buy today. Today with that $800 you had in your pocket that you didn't think was enough to buy a home. Like usually people think like, especially where I'm from, I live in Maryland. It's a very affluent area, especially the county I live in. Um, but in that area, nobody's paying less than 2,500 on their home. You know what I'm saying? And that's understandable because that's just how the market is right now. You know, the market's always going up, but what you call it? Somebody like me coming out of college and, you know, not making that much money. They're thinking, where do I find my niche? Where do I find like my piece of the pie? Like, where do I fit in to like this crazy booming market? You fit in where you fit in. And what that pretty much means is don't look at the person paying 2500 and be like, oh, I need to be like that. That's where I need to be. You know, find the money you have, you know, and you don't want to be putting all your money into your home unless like you want to be house poor. But, you know, find something that you know for sure you could pay off 
in a short amount of time, like five to 10 years. And what you call it, make sure it's up to your liking. Like, see, like people might think, oh, buying a home that's cheaper is a bad thing. But it's like you can still shop around till you find a home that fits your like standard of liking, you know. And if you want to put more money into your home, then put more money into your home. And that kind of just adjusts your buying market of like how many homes you can buy in your area. But it's like really all up to you and all up to your income. So like my advice to somebody or whatever, if you don't have a lot of income, which is fine, just be realistic with your income so that you're not lying to yourself and trying to compete with your counterparts when like only thing that matters is how you're doing in your home. And guys, when you own a home, nobody can tell you shit. And like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be cussing on these podcasts because these are sponsored, but nobody can tell you nothing. Like nobody can be like, oh, you need to come do the dishes or, oh, you need to, you can't go there. You can't travel here or you can't do this or can't do that or what you've been doing or people all up in your business trying to be like, what's going on in your room? What's going on in this and that? None of that exists. I own this home. You you stay out of my business. You know what I'm saying? I own this home. So what you call it? Just having that buying power and having that ability to say, stay out of my business. I own this home. If I want to go live in Canada for a month or whatever, or if I want to go travel to Florida for a month, I can do that because I, I'm a homeowner. Nobody's responsible for me. I'm responsible for myself. I'm my own man. And that's the thing. Like when you when you graduate or whatever, because like I always tell people, you got to lay low. You got to lay low till you find a skill or some type of like financial trade that you can like rely on and you can build some like, you know, wealth for yourself. But before that, you got to lay low and you try to milk your parents as long as possible. You know what I'm saying? Because living rent free out here at your big age of 18 is a blessing and you need to take advantage of it. I know it's hard and you're like, my parents are my parents are nuts. I can't live with these people. But I'm trying to tell you, it is way harder out here. And like, even with like, you know, if they put you on like a little rent, put a, on like a little $200 rent or $250 rent, anything $250 or below is manageable. Now, when you start getting into like the 500s, 800s, you're basically renting a house at that point. You might as well just buy your own. And you can afford to buy your own if you're able to give your parents 18 to 15. And your parents might look at you sideways like, why'd you leave? Why'd you leave? Da, 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 da. But it's like, you're my parents. Why are you making me pay rent? I didn't ask to be in this world. You put me here. So I'm your responsibility forever. Like, when I'm a parent, my kid will be my responsibility in their 50s. I will be in my 90s and my kid will still be my kid. And I'll be like, well, how much do you need? <laughs> like, it's not something that just ends in 18 years. And if you think it ends in 18 years, you'll be real shocked where they put you when you're, you know, old and you didn't have a retirement front. And it's like, well, what retirement home are you going to put me in? Or am I going to live with you guys? Like, your kids are not going to put you in no nice place. They're going to put you in some freaking hole in the corner and never visit you. So be take care of your kids as long as take care of your kids forever all right this didn't even become that kind of podcast but just a disclaimer take care of your kids forever because this is like a psa because you know if you take care of your kids your kids will take care of you in the future but 
Back to what we're saying. Why owning a home would give me financial security. So what is financial security, you ask? So, you know, you always you always grow up and you're like, your biggest plan is I want to get a dream job and I want to be able to have a nice house with a dog and a fence and I want my house to be by itself and da 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 and I want all this. Well, all all of that, you know, all the dream life and, you know, having the be able to travel and do all those nice things. It all starts from where we, where you live. You know what I mean? And what having financial security means is you're not house broke. Okay? You're not house broke. You make enough money to afford your house, pay it off, and then after that, you can do whatever you please with your money. If you want to start a business where you buy Legos, you can start a business where you buy Legos. And I can't tell you that's a bad investment because you own a home. So your money is not going to property. Well, it's still going to go to property tax, I think. I think you still pay that. But you're not paying some lender money. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not paying some lender money every month. Um, you're not paying you know, thousands of dollars to stay where you stay. You know, you're paying just maybe a hundred bucks, a little bit under a hundred bucks a month to stay where you stay, excluding bills, of course. But just that fact alone, think about that for a second. Like I was giving these people a significant amount of money for years, like a lot of years. And now all of a sudden, this huge financial burden has left. What do I do with myself? I'm rich. I'm freaking rich. It's like it's like hitting the lottery. Now, you don't rush and go buy a car. I mean, you can. I mean, my advice to you if you do that is I would even rush to buy the car. I would just save up all my money and then when I'm ready to like make the, you know, make the shot, I will put all my money down on the car. Like I'll just buy it straight up with cash. Cause when you buy it straight up, I'm putting y'all on game, but I'm not really supposed to because y'all supposed to buy the course. But when you buy straight up, what you call it, that's yours. All right, let me go to commercial. We gotta get we gotta pay the bills. Okay, so quick commercial. If you go to my page mikhail16 underscore and send me a message that says i want to learn something then i will provide you the full business course with all the links you need and i also will give you a promotional code that will give you some money as a discount for the course now the course is like 99 dollars, but you could significantly save on this financial literacy course if you simply go to my page mikhail16 underscore and ask to start today all right back to the podcast the fact that, all right, so like, I want to put you guys on to like one more piece of like nugget, like some like real game or whatever. So, and like this game is like game that I like learned from the course directly. Like, this is coming straight from the course to you guys. You're welcome. I'm not really supposed to be giving you guys game straight from the course because you got to buy the course, of course, but what you call it i wanted to give you guys at least one tangent that i learned 
that I feel like that would help you guys. So one tangent that I learned from the course directly is the fact that rent goes up and mortgage does not. Think about that for a second. Rent goes up and mortgage does not. Now, you guys probably don't know this because you guys are young and, you know, not very smart yet. You're going to be smart, though. We're all going to be smart. Let's be honest. We're young and dumb. We're young and dumb. I'll admit that, too. I'm young and dumb. I did not know anything about homeowning. I knew eventually I'd have to learn one day. But going into all this, you know, before I took this business course, I didn't know about budgeting. I didn't know about saving. I didn't know how to handle credit. I didn't even know too much about credit and like how to like make credit work for you. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know anything. And there's still so much I'm learning. Like the fact that I'm only on section three of an eight section course and I already feel like I know everything when I haven't even scratched the surface really is insane. But back to what I was saying, think about that for a second. Rent goes up mortgage doesn't what does that mean i'm gonna put you guys on some game on average in america rent goes up three percent every year so if you have two people living at fourteen hundred dollars a month one renting and one buying the value of the renter will be paying by year two will be fourteen four hundred no fourteen one thousand four hundred and forty two dollars So the rent is paying $1,442 versus the homeowner that's still paying their same $1,400, give or take a couple cent, like $8. But $42 and $8 is significantly different. You know what I mean? So to call it, this helps somebody like me because seeing that and like understanding that, like, say you find your dream apartment, like oh my gosh, I love this apartment. I'm going to live here forever. Blase, blase. I'm going to be here forever. I'm just going to live here for five years, six years, 10 years. Guys, by year 10, that same apartment that you are renting for $1,400 will go up if it's at a 3%. If it's going up about 3% every year annually, that same apartment that you've been renting by year 10 you're going to be renting that apartment for like 2100 it's gone up 2100 now that's just annual you know percentage rates going up that's not even your landlord changing rent up cuz a landlord can change your rent at any time rent you know is absent flow which you with yesterday's price ain't today's price Like, that's what you guys need to understand when you guys commit to these long, you know, term things as far as like, oh, I want to be a lifelong renter. I love this place. I love the amenities, da, 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 da. Just get all that from a home because today's price is not yesterday's price. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Prices have gone up, people. The landlord was like, today, I want to be a rich man. So all you guys that were paying $1,400, let us make it $1,600 this year. And there's nothing you can do as a renter. You have no rights as a renter. You have a little bit of rights, but not too much rights as a renter to tell the landlord, 
I don't want to pay $1,600 a month. We'll get out. How does that feel as a person? How does that feel to be told to get out? How does that feel for somebody to tell you to get out a place that you quote unquote considered a home because they're the landlord and you're just a simple renter? If the landlord said today, I want to live in my home, then they can live there. They can take all the things that you have in your home and tell you to get out because it's their property. So I don't know about you guys, but for me, I'm going to be buying because I like to have a sense of peace knowing that this is mine. Like I'll never feel easy in a place like an apartment because I'll just always know in my back of my head that this is temporary. This isn't forever. This isn't going to be where I'm going to live forever. It's going to be very much temporary. And like for me, I me personally, I hate moving. It's a lot of work. You got to hire movers. You got to get boxes. You got to take off work. You got to make sure nothing gets stolen or damaged. You got to lift heavy stuff. Everything already had a place and now you got to move it to a new place. It's it's just a lot, guys. And like I don't know about you guys, but like I'm like a um I'm like a productive lazy person. So like as a productive lazy person, I'm productive, but I try not to do too much. Like I don't want to overexert myself and like there are certain things in this world that in my mind I'm just like that's overexertion and I don't need to be involved in that. So moving every year because prices have gone up you know the landlord decided to make me pay more this year and I can't afford it now it's time for me to go it's time for me to go so you know just off that fact alone and the fact that like I said rent goes up mortgage doesn't when you pay your house down you're building something you're building roots, you're building a foundation, you're building a legacy of financial empowerment, you know, you're building that financial security. That's what financial security is. And like, I'm going to do a part two or part three or part five. I I don't know, it's a long section, like we really just scratched the surface today. This is really like just scratching the surface of like, you know, financial literacy and like all what that entails. But just from scratching the surface today and like only doing, I think I did like 15 minutes in the course of an hour. Like the course is an hour on home ownership and I just did 15 minutes and I probably only shared with you guys maybe half a quarter, like maybe maybe three percent of what I learned because I learned seven ways a house can save you money and make you money. Seven ways. There are seven freaking ways a house can make you money. And when you learn these ways by taking the course, you're going to be flabbergasted. You're going to be like, I didn't even know I can make money from owning a home. Yes, people, this is financial literacy for a reason. We're trying to put you on game here. But yeah, if you want to get the course, don't forget after this podcast ends, because I'm going to be closing up soon, just go to my Instagram page, Mikel16 underscore. If you don't know how to spell my name, it's Mikel, M-I-K-K-E-L 16, and then just put an underscore send me a dm a direct message and just say i want to learn or you know how do i save money or where where do i start you know what i mean
and I'm going to point you in the right direction, teach you guys financial literacy with me. I'm taking the course together. So if there's a part on the course you don't understand, you can always just send me a message like, who does that? Like, who do you know out here that does that? You know what I'm saying? Like, the people that built this course are just really great people for even sharing this information because, like, this is the stuff... I don't want to make this, you know, like a political thing, but, you know, the elites or whatever, this is the stuff they've been put on, like they've been known about. So like if the elites been known about this, of course, they're not going to be out here sharing the sauce because then everybody be on game. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that, you know, the people that built this course want to put you all on game, like, please take advantage of it. I'm telling you guys. It's $99. It can be cheaper with my discount code. And I'm telling you guys, the value of this course is worth way more than $99. Like the amount of money you will make in your lifetime and you'll have in your lifetime and like the amount of financial security you'll have in your lifetime. I just feel like you can't put a price on on being stress-free. Like there's no amount of money that can equate to you being stress-free like you your 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 peace should be your most important thing your utmost important thing because if you're not at peace with life and like the things going on around you and stuff nothing will work your you know your engine your car you need that maintenance you need that maintenance of peace so if you're not at peace in life how do you expect to work how do you expect to go to work every day enthusiastic to give your best self and you know, provide great customer service or whatever industry you work in to make the big bucks. Can't make the big bucks if you're stressed out over bills and feel like, how do I pay my credit back or my student loans are up the guazoo or, you know, I, I, where do I go to live? You know, my parents are threatening to kick me out at 18 years old and, and uh, I don't know how to handle credit when it comes to buying a car. Where do I start? Uh... I, I feel like I bit off more than I could chew. I can't afford this or I can't afford that. Like, I hear so many of you guys' plights. And I'm telling you guys, you know, growth development, they built this course for you guys to help you guys help the youth learn these things so that you don't make the same mistakes our parents made. You don't be stressed out. Because a lot of you guys don't know, we were we were all poor. When our parents were our age, 22, 23, we were definitely poor. I mean, we didn't see it, of course, because like we're kids. So, you know, kids don't really see the poverty. I mean, sometimes you can feel it. But for the most part, you don't really feel it till like 10, 11, 12. So it's like, let's not repeat that cycle. Let's build a new cycle. Let's build a new foundation, a foundation built on financial literacy and like being responsible with our dollar and like, making our dollar go far because like i feel like the black community i want to say i don't know the facts off the top of my head i can't look it up because and then it's not working but what you call it i want to say like the black community they 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 and especially in america i feel like they like, put in like the most money like they put in like the most money as far as like consumer power like i think it's like in the trillions like we spend that much money every year in the trillions or whatever and that's a fact, but at the same time, we see all these like stories about how like 
we're not doing well in this category of business. We're not doing well in that category of business. You know, poverty, this poverty, that all associated with the black community, whereas like with the Jewish community or like the white community or like the Asian community, you don't really see these problems because they teach one another these things early on so that they don't make those mistakes. You know, they don't leave home at 18 and go rent somewhere for 10 years and pay somebody else's mortgage. Like they all stay in the home and they leave when they're ready. They develop those skills. They go out, buy, they keep, they never sell, keep your home. There's something about that. There's something about keeping your home that can save you money and make you money. But I can't tell you guys because you got to get the course. I'm trying to tell you guys, get the course. Mikel 16 underscore discount code. I got you guys. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I'm going to close it out on that. I love you guys. This was such a good podcast. Another podcast coming out. And like, well, I don't know. I might put a podcast every week. I, I don't. We'll see what happens. You know, we'll see what my energy is feeling like. But for the first podcast of 2024, I would say this was a pretty good podcast. I'm proud of myself for even, you know, getting the phone out. I'm telling you guys, I'm like a productive, lazy person. Like, Y'all might see my Instagram and be like, Mikel is so on it. He's on it. I'd be tired. It takes like energy. It takes a lot to get, you know, this level of creativity out of me. But when it does come, it's beautiful. So thank you guys for listening. Love you guys. I can't wait for the next one. It probably should be out maybe a week, maybe two weeks, two weeks at the latest. But yeah, love you guys. Till next time, please get the course. I'm trying to tell y'all. It's going to make y'all millions. How do I stop this thing? I don't know.